What's up, Bridge Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Ridge Runners Live, episode number 72 tonight. Our guest was Samuel Hartman. Samuel is not on this time as a racer as he was the last time. This time he's on as a race director, which is awesome. A brand new Alley Trail Marathon down in Lancaster, Ohio is going to be the hardest trail marathon in half in the state of Ohio. It is a loop course featuring 6,000 feet of climbing for the full and 3,000 climbing for the half. Now that is a lot of elevation for Ohio. So we were excited to sit down and talk to him about this event, all the cool stuff that they're doing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is up, Ridge Runner Nation? Tonight, we are joined by Sam Hartman. You might remember from episode uh, 17, I think. Um, I wrote it down in the script. Turns out I forgot to include the second number of whatever digit that is. So somebody please call me out uh, for my copy editing skills. That's definitely on the resume. Um, but this time we aren't having Sam on to talk about his own racing or the kind of adventures he gets up to, but about a race that he's putting on the Alley Trail Marathon in Lancaster, Ohio. So without any further ado, Sam, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Ridgeman Nation, what's going on? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Cam. Uh, I'm so stoked to be here to talk about this race. Um, and it's super special, Cam, that you're here because you actually did the first race that I ever put on. A lot of people think that this is my first race, but it's not. It's actually my second race. So I'm excited to get into that story and just really talk about um, what the Alley Trail Marathon is. Absolutely. We're excited to have you on. We love having folks on for these inaugural races and seeing the way that this sport is growing and changing, uh, especially because we love the sport so much. But if you don't know, my name's Cam Wrench. I'm the sixth man of the nation hosting again tonight with the lovely Nick Boss coming to us all the way from Golden, Colorado. Nick, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, Tuesday, but it kind of feels like a Monday. So hanging in there. Definitely, definitely agree. It feels like a Monday, especially given my uh, my trip to the BMV earlier today. <laughs> um, Ouch. Yeah. Oh, no. um, so, and in addition to having Sam on the show tonight, we're going to actually be giving away an entry for this race on the show tonight uh, to anybody who's commenting or interacting with us in the live chat on YouTube. So if you're looking to snag a free race entry to probably the hardest trail marathon in the state of Ohio, drop your comments and questions for Sam down below. We're super excited to let one of y'all into this race. Uh, we'll also be announcing the winner of our giveaway that we did on Instagram for another entry to this race. Um, but before we get into all of that, we're going to start off tonight with our usual question, which is, what is everybody drinking tonight? Sam, if you want to go first. Yeah, so, uh, boy, I'm obsessed with this. It's fitting with the season. I'm drinking uh, Liquid Death here, sparkling water. Uh, tagline, murder your thirst. So in that Halloween spirit. Um, I tell you what, I, I have not gotten a sponsorship from liquid death, but I would love one. So if they're out there, hit me up and we'll get some liquid death at the alley trail marathon. That would be a lot if you could get it. I don't know if you could get it in chug form to be like, I think it would bottles with it at a race, but I think it would just be like a lot of cans, but they're all hundred percent recyclable, which is like their whole thing. Like no plastic death to plastic. So yeah, we would just be like cracking them open and pouring them into people's soft flasks at the aid station. Uh, if you want liquid death at Alley Trail Marathon, send me a message. I'll make it happen. <laughs> that is that would be quite the experience. Um, I know I've made some like just 
kind of bar like almost. I've made some some jokes about that at aid stations that have always fallen flat. Um, so <laughs> shout out shout out to race volunteers who don't laugh at my jokes at aid stations. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Nick Voss, what are you drinking tonight? Oh well, it's uh, starting to get a little chillier out here in Colorado. So uh, or at least in the mornings and at night. But uh, I've got a root beer float milk stout uh, from a Colorado brewery here called Weldworks. And uh, I don't know that this might upset some purist beer drinkers, but I like to drink it out of a mug. So stouts out of mugs only. Is that a black diamond mug? <laughs> yeah, it is. It, uh, it's actually a pretty cool one. It's uh, from, I got it from speed goat last year. So it's pretty, uh, pretty sweet uh, finisher that's award. That's, that's shout, out, shout out to Carl Meltzer there for that. The speed yeah. goat. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely incredible all around. Um, I, I assume you're not drinking this warm. This is a cold mug drink. Oh, no, you heat it up in the microwave. It's great. Ooh. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I, I, that sounds wrong, but I don't know enough about beer to yell at it. <laughs> no, definitely cold, a little bit warmer than you would serve an IPA, though. Okay. Well, on that note, that's uh, what I've got here in front of me. I've got a Highlander Strange Haze IPA. Uh, slowly going to make my way through all of the many breweries here in Missoula. Um, and shout out to Wesley Harton, our producer who's not on the show tonight, but who definitely <clears throat> bought a six-pack of these, didn't drink one, and then left them in my fridge. So I'm considering it a gift. <laughs> all right. And so we're going to go ahead and jump right into things. Um, Sam, if you want to start telling us a little bit about how this race came to be, you know, you mentioned you put on a race earlier, and I was actually at it last fall. Do we want to start the story there? Yeah. Um, and I would love to, you know, maybe hear your perspective, Cam, of, of what you thought about that race, because, you know, 10R V1, kind of what I'm calling them almost like software, V1, V2, V3, um, you know, really came about because I loved Great Seal as a park and I wanted to do a race there. And so I put together 10R V1 uh, and, you know, we had six people run it, a few of whom are actually coming back for 10R V2, which is the Alley Trail Marathon, one of the same. Uh, that was about a year ago. Um, had a great experience. You know, it was a fun race. Didn't charge anything. Uh, I gave you guys a GPX file, said, follow it. I think five out of the six people followed the course and we had one guy get lost, but he did make it back to the start in one piece. Um, and, uh, you know, after that, it, it took a little bit of time. Um, but, uh, I think around April and May of this year, I was running down at Alley Park in Lancaster and, uh, the idea just kind of occurred to me, like, you know, this is a really sweet loop. And if you do six loops, you're basically at a half marathon distance. If you do 12 loops, you're at a full marathon distance. And even though I love ultras, um, you know, I felt like it was just too good to pass up like marathon on the same course that once you guys see it, you know, the people are racing it, you're going to see it's a little more challenging than you would expect from Ohio. And, uh, that's really just how it came to be. And so it started, you know, forming this summer and, uh, we started getting sponsors. We got the permit from the parks department and now we're less than a month out from the race. Absolutely. And to speak a little bit to my, my experience at that first race, it was kind of just, it felt, um, very sort of, you know, kind of like the classic, like fat ass race, right. Very informal. Just, we all meet here and this is kind of the route and you figure it out as you go along, you know? Um, and especially you had a couple of nice off trail sections in there for us. That was, 
that was fun. Um, I played by the old rules of, you know, when in doubt, go uphill. Um, and that actually helped me to get lost more. So <laughs> it goes to you for making that happen. Um, but no, it was, it was a really great experience, a very, a very low key vibe. And definitely, even though I went into a very relaxed, still like a very challenging sort of day. So if that's, that's, um, I guess, well, that, that makes it into a good follow-up is, you know, what is sort of the energy you're looking to get out of this race? Because with this many laps, you're working on a little bit of a different format, right? Yeah. So, um, to kind of lay out like what the alley trail marathon looks like, it's a 2.2 mile looped course. It follows the alley trail, which is the same name as the park itself. Um, so it's the Charles alley Memorial park in Lancaster, Ohio. It's right outside the city of Lancaster. It's right off route 33. Uh, it's actually really close to Clear Creek Metro Park, uh, as well as Christmas Rocks, a nature preserve, which are a couple of like good running spots here in Ohio, especially Clear Creek. I think everybody knows. So if you're familiar with Clear Creek and the terrain there, you'll be very familiar with the terrain at Alley Park. Um, so it's a 2.2 mile loop. Uh, the only deviation from the trail is at the start finish where there is a little bit of a sort of loop to get people to go through like the timing mat and the aid station and to get that extra like 10th of a mile, um, adds in a little bit of elevation because there's like a small climb at right at the beginning of the race. Um, but it really sets the tone because this race is mostly climbing or descending. So you're going to get about 520 feet of vertical ascent per lap, um, which for a 2.2 mile loop and for Ohio is pretty impressive. And that's really what drew me to the park was like, it's this just, I don't know, kind of simple city park. Like there's a lot of people that meet there for picnics or to go hiking or for events. It's a nature center, but then you get out on the trails and they're like surprisingly technical. Um, there's several single track sections. There's a really steep downhill descent. There's a really technical downhill. Uh, there's logs to hop over. There's some really sharp turns. Um, if it gets muddy, it's going to be challenging or if it's raining. And so I thought, you know, this would be a really interesting course to kind of have a trail race on where you can kind of go fast and push it. But if you add enough loops, like it's going to be a challenge, like eventually you're going to get tired. You're going to be walking the uphills and you're going to be kind of wishing like, man, when is this thing going to end? Because it's going to get really, really challenging, especially for the people doing the full marathon. Absolutely. Can, can definitely agree with that. And Get a few follow-ups there, but the very, the very first one, it kind of goes back to your, your first question, you know, or your first answer, excuse me, where, you know, you said, well, I was running here. I was like, man, I should, should really put on a race here, you know? Um, and that's kind of like, to my extent, that's kind of like the win, uh, men are like, man, we should start a bar. That's like that <laughs> phrase amongst ultra runners, you know, like yeah. everybody's yeah. like, we should put on a race here. We should do a race here. Right. But what in. And then, you know, you talked about the concrete steps to get that started, but why did you decide, you know what, there should be a race here and I'm going to be the one to make it happen. Uh, yeah. And sort of like, when did you know that you were going to make that jump and make that leap from, you know, being a runner to putting on these races and right. what was sort of the full catalyst, right? Cause I'm sure we've all been on a run where we're like, man, it'd be great to have a race here. What, what pushed you over that ledge, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways I could answer that question. I'll, I'll try to just give the highlights. Um, you know, it really started last year, uh, during the pandemic when, you know, we all kind of had more time on our hands and 
I have to give a friend to, uh, sorry, a shout out to my friend, uh, Hillary, who I actually just talked to today on the phone, who uh, worked with me through a book called Designing Your Life. Um, and that mean a lot of different ways, but one of them was that something I could be doing is a race director. And I actually talked to a couple of race directors, including uh, Brennan Thrower, who I believe has been on the podcast, as well mm -hmm. as Mike Wiseman, who has also been on the podcast. So Ridge Runners really has also like played a role because like you guys have had people on your podcast that I've seen as like mentors. And so, you know, I was really fortunate that I actually had meetings with Brandon and Mike and talked to them about like what it would be like to be a race director. Particularly Mike Wiseman gave me a lot of really critical advice in terms of like what happens when you put the race online and then like the day of the race, all that like in between time can actually be like very anxiety inducing and sort of how to manage that and like what it means to ask people to sign up for your race. Um, but when I was on the trail, I mean, to really get to your question, like, I think there was just a day where I was like, man, this would be a sweet race. Like it would be a short course, be a fast, like a short, fast course. And I really kind of modeled it after, uh, what you see in the cyclocross world. And we can kind of get into that. and like what cyclocross is for people who don't know that I never even raced cyclocross, but I went to a lot of races when I was younger. Um, I always thought the format was cool and it was really spectator friendly. And I think that's one of the things that's missing from trail running is you have these amazing races, but they go out into the woods, especially the bigger ones that are in national forests. And like, you never see the people again, you know, they're like 10, 30, 20, 30 miles out there. And like, unless you're driving out to an aid station as a crew member, you're never going to see the runner again. And you're not going to drive out there as a spectator just to see like one person run by every three hours, you know? So I wanted to make a race that was spectator friendly. And then I think the third thing that happened, which is like part luck, but also just like, just, I just happened to do it is, you know, I emailed the parks department in Lancaster and the superintendent, um, whose name is Mike Tharp, who's been really helpful. He got back to me and said, you know, here are the steps you need to take if you want to do a race. And I went to the parks department and I got a permit and I actually met with Mike that day and he was really excited about it. And it was that buy-in that I needed of the city being like, we've never had a trail race at this park. That sounds cool. Let's, let's see what you can do. And they were open-minded about it and they were accepting. And once that ball started to roll, I was like, okay, like this can actually happen. Like this is real now. That's, that's a really great answer. And I, I really appreciate that comment about, you know, you needed, well, cause we all know you need permits to make these things happen, but having, you know, somebody from the parks permit believing in it really helped give you a lot of the steam in order to make this happen. You know, I'm because you were not only taking the steps to make it happen. Right. But somebody else along the way was like, I believe in this, let's make this happen. And it sort of then, you know, for what it's worth, right. It no longer becomes Sam's race, right. This is a part of like a larger thing. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. And it was also important from the start that there'd be some sort of like beneficiary or philanthropic element. And so we've promised at least up to 50% of the proceeds, the profits of the race will go to friends of uh, the Lancaster parks and rec. Um, but they're going to get at least, they're going to get a minimum of at least $500 donation out of this, uh, regardless of what happens. So we're really excited about that. And of course the parks department was thrilled about that. And so was the 501 C three that they have to help keep the parks nice and keep them restored. Um, but racers also have the option if they don't want to do a t-shirt, 
to uh, use the money that would go to a t-shirt to donate directly to the friends instead. Um, so there's been that element and like, yeah, that made it more than just like me doing a race. It was like, there's going to be a philanthropic element. Like I don't want to be just this guy from the city, like coming from Columbus who just goes down to Lancaster and is like, Hey, I want to do a race here, you know, and like tear up your grass and like make much money and then take off. Like there needs to be like an element of we're going to give back to the parks too, because they're letting us use like their land. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely like not my race anymore. It's, I want it to be like everybody's race. Like I want it to be an experience for everyone who comes and runs volunteers spectates is a crew member or who, you know, if they work for the parks department, like I want it, I want they, them to feel like they're a part of it too. Yeah. So Sam, I'm, I'm super interested too. Um, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, it's, uh, it's pretty close to my hometown and, and I lived in Columbus for, for quite some time and, and kind of coming into the sport living in Columbus, uh, I was able to kind of firsthand see how difficult it can be maybe to get out to trails. Uh, so I think this is super cool because I haven't heard, or I've never heard of this park, um, even though I went to Clear Creek all the time. Um, so talk a little bit about like what you think this could mean for, for trail runners in Columbus. And, and was that part of the kind of the inspiration behind it to find something a little closer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really lucked out with the location. Lancaster is almost exactly 45 minutes from Columbus. That's almost exactly 45 minutes from Athens, which you all know as like one of the trail running capitals of Ohio. Like you guys have had tons of people from Athens on the show and there's so many connections with OU. And so that was, I can't say that was by design. Um, but when I started running at Alley Park, I just was enamored with the park. It's just such a beautiful little park, like next to this town that like a lot of people in Columbus, like know of, like we know of Lancaster, but we don't really know much about it. Um, it's in Fairfield County. They have a really great tourism board. That's been really helpful. They've been promoting the race. And I mean, they have a whole organization visit Fairfield County to get people to come down there. You know, it's really the gateway to Hocking Hills and that whole area you go into Fairfield. And then you get further, you get into Logan County and Hocking Hills and Athens and all that. Um, and I think that even just like Fairfield County has so many untapped resources for, um, trail running and parks. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to your question, like I want people to just come experience this, this park. And I also really want people who maybe haven't done a lot of trail races, or maybe this is their first trail race. That's why the cutoff is eight hours. Like you can sign up for the half marathon and walk it it's like a 27 minute mile or something to finish the half marathon in eight hours. And I did that intentionally because I'm a slow runner and I hate it when I sign up for races that are, have like crazy cutoffs and then you get DNF and you're pissed. So I was like, I'm going to make a race where, yeah, it's challenging, but you have eight hours to do the half marathon, full marathon, a little more difficult in eight hours, but still doable for like most trail runners. That's, that's a really, really great thing to do. Um, so we actually have our very first question from the chat and it can kind of, you know, spur us into talking about the course a little bit more specifically. So shout out to you, Max, for answering it, but, or asking it, but Max Gavazzi would like to know, is it the standard Ohio zero switchback straight up steep climb trails? Um, 
or what are we looking at here in terms of this loop? Yeah. Um, again, like I would really compare it to Clear Creek for a lot of the people who've run there. And I know that's like a hot spot for Columbus and, and Athens runners. Um, I guess the first thing I'll say is like, this is a public park. So like y'all can go out there and run it to your heart's content. I'm going to give a shout out to Mike Shiflett, who is the uh, first person to sign up for this race. So shout out to Mike Shiflett. Um, he's been down there like every week, like running laps. Like he's probably going to dethrone me as local legend on Strava. Uh, and I've run it quite a bit, obviously, but, uh, y'all can go down there and run it and there's a GPX file. You can use Strava, you can use Gaia. It's on trail run project. You can follow the exact course loop on there right now and experience it to answer Max's question directly. Uh, it's honestly a mixture. So it starts out kind of as double track. It narrows to single track. There are some switchbacks, but they're pretty steep and jagged. Um, it's single track for most of the middle of the course. And then it opens back up again and turns into double track for like the last maybe 800 to a thousand meters. Um, but there's gravel, there's sand. So there's actually sand that you're running on. There's dirt, there's rocks, down trees. Uh, you run by a pond, grass. I mean, there'll be some wet spots. It's really everything. Um, it, it really is like, just this mini like collection of all of the different types of surfaces that Ohio has in one. Really interesting. Well, definitely, definitely interested to uh, see it myself if I ever make it back to Ohio, because to fit all of that into a two mile loop is really, really interesting. Um, And so we have another question from Max actually, which I, I think ties in well, and it's how did you find this trail? Um, I think I found it on trail run project. I don't remember who added it to that app. Uh, what I've found is like, there are some people who are like diehard trail run project users. Trail run project was spun out of adventure project, which I know one time was connected with REI. I don't know if it is anymore, but there's like trail run project, mountain bike project, hiking project, uh, powder project, and maybe like one other. And somebody just put it on there. And it, I mean, there's like five or six trails at Alley Park, but this is the only one that was on there. And typically what I do is I go on Trail Runner Project and I look for all of the like black trails. So it's like similar to skiing where like the black ones are like, you know, the single diamond. So they're like difficult. And I found this and it was like, you know, 500 feet of gain, 2.2 miles. And I was like, really? Like this close to my house? Like it's like 45 minutes from my door to like Alley Trail. And I went down there and checked it out and I got lost, of course. Like, I mean, there's markers out there, but they're not amazing. So I got super lost. It took me like four or five times to run it to actually get the trail down. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I was like, man, this is amazing. And it's not well known, um, but it certainly is now. I'm getting notifications on Strava all the time. People are like, you know, taking the top spots on the different segments and all this stuff. So especially I think after this race, I, I think the park's going to blow up. Um, and, uh, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think if we can show Lancaster that like, you know, they should put a little more time and resources into like maintaining these trails for runners, then, I mean, we're all just going to go there and run them. And that's a, that's a positive thing. Exactly. What do we like to do after runs? We like to go get some food, you know, things yeah. like that. Like it's definitely going to help the community. I think that's, that's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, here's another sort of like 
common question or thought that we get a lot, but I'm really interested to hear your answer because you've given given a lot of thoughtful answers about this process of, uh, you know, transitioning from a runner to a race director. But, you know, what would you say to the people who are going like, there's a trail race every weekend. We don't need any more. You know, I've, I've said it myself, there's clips out there of me not saying that, but saying, you know, there's too many podcasts. We don't need more podcasts. <laughs> um, so it's, right. you know, I know pot calling the kettle black. Right. But like, what, uh, what is your response to those people? Yeah. I mean, I think that's valid. Um, I don't really feel like we've reached like an oversaturation level. Um, I guess like, I think one thing that makes us different is that it is a half and a full marathon. I personally don't see a lot of those distances now. I mean, I could be an idiot right now and just not be paying attention to those races, but the majority of the stuff that I see is typically like 5k, 10k, and then somehow it like jumps to 50k. Um, I do see a few races in the like 20 to 40 K range. Um, I know green swell who I'm partnering with for this race has done some kind of cool odd distances like seven and 12 K, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but I know a lot of the like races that people like me look for, it's like a 50 K and up, which is awesome. And I love that stuff, but you know, that's a big commitment. And I think like on your way to an ultra on your way to a 50 K or 50 miler, you need smaller races. Um, but a lot of those races, like they're like flat and kind of boring. Um, and I'm, I'm not thinking of any specific races. I'm not trying to like call anybody out. Mm-hmm. I just know we'll, that a we'll lot at of the Columbus marathon, don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like road marathons and the alley trail marathon are like, pretty far apart. Like they're not mm-hmm. really different. Um, that being said, I hope that road marathoners sign up for this race because if you think that 26 miles is the same, no matter where you run it, like you're wrong. And you'll find that out after you do 6,000 feet of climbing. Um, but I think that like this race to me is about, it's a, it's a buy-in that is like acceptable Like it's, I tried to make it at a cost point that was acceptable. I tried to make it a course that was like doable in someone's mind, but that once they get going on it, they're going to realize how difficult it is. And that's why, like, it's like more than a race. Like that's sort of the moniker, like, this is not a race, which I don't really talk about, but like, it's really about an experience for the person running. And I want this race to look doable on paper, but in reality be way harder. Like if somebody says like, man, I signed up for this. And I was like, cool, half, mar- half trail marathon, sign, count me up. And then by lap five, they're like questioning if they can even finish. Like that to me is a success. I do hope they finish. I don't want people to DNF, but I want them to question if they can finish. Like that's my goal. That's one of my goals for this race. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's... And, and, oh, sorry, Cam. Yeah, just dive, no, dive a little it. deeper. Dive a little deeper into that. So what what is it that you want... I guess, you know, the, the runner to take away after they're, you know, finished with the entire experience and everything, what, what do you want them, what sets your race apart and and what do you want them to take with them? Yeah. So for me, like, like I want this race to be something where you can come, like you can bring a friend, that friend should be relatively entertained for the majority of, of the race. Uh, we're going to have a fire so people can stay warm. Uh, we're going to have food. We're going to have music. Uh, you're going to be seeing people come through constantly. 
you can go hike on the trails. You can go hike out to parts of the course and actually see people run. Um, or, you know, if you don't want to hang out for the whole time, you can walk to your car, go drive into Lancaster, get pizza, get a beer, come back for the finish, like whatever you want to do. Um, I want people to be able to like come to this race and have a good time. Um, but also like be challenged because I'm somebody who's obsessed with the vert. Like anybody who knows me knows that like I'm obsessed with like vertical ascent. And so if I'm going to do a race, it's going to have a ton of vertical ascent. 3000 feet for a half and 6,000 feet for a full is like kind of absurd. Like, I don't know how many trail half and full marathons you could find with those stats that aren't already ultras. Like if they're 50 Ks and up and they happen to have those distances, cool. But like finding a trail or a full marathon that just has that much bird, I think is pretty rare. And so I want people, especially people who haven't done a lot of bird to come find out like what it feels like to walk up a hill when you're only used to running and like you run everything, but by lap five or lap eight or lap 10, you're like, I have to walk and I don't walk in races. Like to me, that's what I want this race to be about to take them like to their limit. But then we know from David Goggins that when you're at limit, you're only at 40%. So you push past that and you get to your next limit and your next limit after that. And then you finish the race and there's a good chance you will finish because you have eight hours to do it. And then you realize that you're capable of more than you thought. Like that's really the goal for this race. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love the first part of that, you know, where you're talking about, you know, kind of the party atmosphere, because when I put my like, you know, hypothetical RD shoes on, and if I'm going to put a race on in November, you know, before the holidays, end of the season, you know, how are you going to motivate people to come out and still run when maybe they've already had a challenging summer and fall? And that's what I think of. I think of kind of an end of year celebration, like party atmosphere where the whole community comes out and just cheers everybody on, whether you're running or not. Um, and just making a good time out of it. So sounds like that's kind of what you're yeah. setting up. And, and let me add too, like, there's a lot of other stuff that the runners are going to get right. So like, like runners who show up, like, first of all, the course is going to be well-marked. You're not going to get lost. You have chip timing. So you don't have to worry about any, like, we're going to have very official, like, you know, you started on this time, you finished on this time. These were your lap times. All that's going to be online. Um, we're going to have professional event photography. I'm actually, I'm looking at like a list because like I, I wrote out so much stuff for like what we're putting in this race. We have sweet finisher medals from Aravipa artworks. These like cool custom, like wooden things, um, for the, oh, for the winners. So first, second, third, two scoring categories, male and female, uh, they're getting a ton of stuff. I mean, they're getting these amazing finisher awards from Aravipa artworks. They're getting cash. They're getting products from Naked, Virus, uh, John G gift certificates for amazing running apparel, um, all kinds of stuff. And then we're also going to have raffle prizes. So anybody who enters, like all of the runners will automatically be entered in the raffle. And then the spectators and crew will be able to buy raffle tickets. Um, so anybody who doesn't win, like first through third, will be eligible for a raffle prize. And we'll have some of the naked prizes, like the vests and the bands and stuff and some gift cards. And we'll be doing that throughout the day too. Um, the volunteers are going to get uh, really cool swag and free meals as well. 
And then I know this is one of your questions, but I'll just mention it. We're also going to have a couple preems. Um, so you want me to talk about like what preems are and like kind of how that works into like the cycling world? Absolutely. Um, and if you, if you could also give a little for, uh, our listeners right now who don't really know what cyclocross is there, maybe yeah. they're even hearing that word for the first time. If you could talk a little bit about those races and what the culture is at those races and how you're totally. bringing it into trail running with this race, I think that would really help. Yeah. So like I grew up racing bikes, uh, mostly road. And so I was racing like criteriums and road races and criteriums are very short course races run in cities. There's they're here in Columbus or all over Ohio, uh, with really fast, like 45 minute races and all the riders stay together. And every so often, um, they'll do what's called a preem lap and whoever wins that lap gets a special prize. Um, it's sometimes done in cyclocross as well. Uh, cyclocross is like a little bit different where you have like more of like a mountain bike style course, snobby tires on the bike. But again, they're usually like timed races. And then it's like all the riders kind of stay together as a clump and just ride really fast around this loop. Um, and in cyclocross, sometimes you have to like get off your bike, get over obstacles, crazy stuff like that. And in cyclocross races, like the, the fans just like line the course and they're like shaking bells and yelling. And like, it's just a lot of craziness. And when I would go to these races, when I was younger, I just was like, man, this is like such a cool atmosphere. Like I wasn't even racing at that point, And I still had a good time. So I really wanted to bring that atmosphere in trail running. Uh, and especially with what I talked about earlier with like a lot of ultra running is not spectator friendly, unless you're like Western States that everyone knows. Um, I wanted to like bring that like here to Ohio where I live, where like we have so many people who are stoked on trail running, but you know, if you go to a race, are you really going to drive like 30 minutes out into the wilderness to watch a runner? Pro probably not. Like I probably wouldn't do that either. So what the preem laps are, um, is we're going to have a couple special awards that I will say, I'm actually not going to reveal on the podcast tonight. They're going to be revealed the morning of the race. And these awards are based on a certain, uh, distinction or a certain attribute of the runners, uh, based on their performance that day. We'll have two, one for the scoring category, male, one for female. And when it's announced on the morning of the race, everybody's going to understand really quickly what it is. And they are going to be fighting for these awards during the race. So it's basically a secondary race inside the main race. Um, and that's what I'm doing to really just generate like more interest and more excitement, um, in the overall race. And of course the crowd is going to get to see all this play out because every 20 to 25 minutes, they're going to see all these people come through, you know? So it's like, Oh, well, there was, you know, runner 17 or there's my friend Mark or whatever. Well, they just came through, but then this person was ahead of them. And then this person is behind them. And then here's some other runner who lapped the whole field. And it's like all going to play out in real time that all of the people there are going to be able to see because you can literally walk to any part of this course and see it. So I'm really excited about that. That is, that is an excellent answer. And that's, you know, when you first told me about this race and that was the comparison you made, you know, you were like, it's going to be kind of like a cyclocross race. That's one of the things that really interested me and excited me about it because it's, you know, like you said, especially in the U S there's not really, there's not a trail race where somebody's, you know, 
screaming at you to go faster and they're like banging a cowbell, you know, unless you're within like 50 yards of an aid station, right? I'm imagining like, you know, UTMB, Sierras and all the, the big European races where there's crazy crowds and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, those crowds are for the elite athletes. And then at a local cyclocross race, there's that same kind of energy and that same crowd for like dudes wearing jorts who just like left their office job. So it's a much different vibe and experience. So I'm really, yeah. really excited about that kind of energy at this race. Absolutely. And, and I really would invite anybody who's interested in this to come out and spectate. Uh, we have oodles of parking. You will not have to fight for a parking spot. Uh, right across the street from Alley Park is a massive lot. We're going to have it well signed. You park, you walk five minutes, you're at the start finish. Uh, well, bathrooms available. Like I said, there will be food there. Um, we got a fire. You can stand around, stay warm. Um, we do have some COVID procedures on the website. So we're encouraging everybody to be vaccinated, of course. Uh, and if you're not vaccinated, we're asking that you wear a mask unless you're actively racing. Cause I know there are some concerns about that. Um, but anybody who thinks like, man, this sounds cool. Like sign up to race or just come on out and watch. Like, I want this to be like you said, like in Europe, like UTMB and stuff, people go out to watch because that's a sport. We go to watch sports that have a ball in them. But other sports, like, it's just like, oh, my friend's doing a trail race. And that's the last you hear of it. Why can't we go watch them? Well, because a lot of these courses are just not spectator friendly. So, like, this is a course that is, and I really want, like, everyone to come out and see this. The one that pops in my mind is Zagama specifically. You know, I think everyone who's seen some of those races in Europe, they, they, were met, they know the footage from that super steep, the steepest part of the course yeah. where it's just lined with a tunnel of people. And yeah. they're just, like encouraging on the person up the climb like that would be that'd be super cool to see something like that here in the states yeah the, the golden trail series stuff that like solomon's doing it's amazing and yeah i want to bring that culture um to the u.s i mean i i'm not so like i don't think we're going to do it with just one race you know but like i'm going to try and i really want this to be like a high energy race uh i mean the music is going to be high energy like we're <laughs> I don't know who's going to like this and who's not, but we've been playing a lot of electronic music because it's high energy, it's driving, and I want people to be like stoked, you know. Um, and and it's it, it really should be uh, an exciting thing. We're going to be, I mean, we're going to be announcing when people come through, you know, like Bib One Seventeen. If we have your name, we're going to use your name. If you have a nickname, we'll use that instead. Because uh, shout out to one of our racers who was like, "Hey, I have a nickname. Use that instead." Sure, no problem. So, you know, we're going to be shouting out people as they come through. We had people kind of sign up, give us a little bio. So, you know, if this is your first trail race and we know that we're going to be screaming that over the PA and we're going to get the crowd excited for you as you run through the start finish. So that's Ridge Runner Nation. This is, this is your cue. Bring your cowbells. Yes. Bring your cowbells. <laughs> bring your, uh, what's that thing? It starts with a V they used in like soccer. Oh, Vuvuzela. Vuzela, yeah, the wah, that thing. Bring that. That's, I knew you would know, Cam. <laughs> I, I, yeah, definitely have some experience with uh, the Vuvuzelas. And this is, you know, this is a really good race. If you've got a really aggressive outfit that you've always wanted to wear to some kind of green <laughs> event, some really yeah. short jorts, maybe like yeah. a onesie costume, a banana costume that's just in a storage, you know, box in the back of your closet. Be like, this is the race to bring that out, you know, and then you can you can bring a little bit more of that energy yourself. 
you might you might own, for example, a Fox onesie. Uh, and if you happen to own a Fox onesie, you should wear that to the race. That would be awesome because there might be foxes in the woods. So it's like on brand and you're going to look amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we're going to run through some chat questions really quick. We've got a really yeah. active chat tonight. So Great. thank you awesome. everybody for being in that. Um, and we'll get our contest winners announced shortly as yeah, well. Yeah, we got some giveaways to do here. I'm excited about we this. We do. Uh, so the first one I want to bring up, not a question, but as you know, friend of the show, personal friend, Alex Jackson says, you know, my fragile knees are advising me against running this race. And we'll leave what happened to his body after his uh, his race at 2019 Shawnee 50 out of this. But what would you say to somebody who is interested in this race, Sam, but they don't really consider themselves much like you. They're like, I don't like vert. Like I don't want to run really super hard and get super muddy. Like what would bring them to this event? Then? Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, I would encourage you if you want to challenge yourself to sign up for the half walk, run it, hike it, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, trail running is not always the best moniker for things like this because you're not running the whole time. You're shuffling, you're walking, you're traversing, you're hiking. Um, also, this would be a great time to mention trekking poles are allowed at this event with the exception of the first lap. I'm not allowing trekking poles on the first lap because there's way too many people clustered up. People get poles out, somebody's going to get hurt. But after the first lap, when you spread out, uh, grab your trekking poles from your drop bag. Or if you have a crew member, have them stand in the crew area next to your drop bag or just to the side of the course, grab your trekking poles, grab your black diamond Z poles, unlock them and use the poles. There's no problem with that at all. Um, the other thing, Alex, is if you want to come to the race uh, and support it, but you don't want to run it, you can always volunteer. We still have a few volunteer spots available. So you can send me an email um, and I'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, or just come out, make some noise, yell, scream, uh, buy a meal ticket, buy a raffle ticket. And I guarantee you're going to see somebody you know at this race because people have been signing up from all over the state at this point. And so it, it's going to, if it's a trail reunion, mm -hmm. and so a um, couple more to run through here real quick, but Alicia Smith says, oh, like tailgating, um, in reference to how we were talking about cyclocross culture and what this race is going to be like. Mm -hmm. But would you say that's kind of the vibe for people who still maybe don't quite get where we're going, but it's it's a trail race with a great tailgate outside of it? Absolutely. Uh, I will say that as race, uh, from the race perspective, we are not offering any alcohol. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys that uh, that is a park policy that we will verify and communicate to everyone ahead of time. Um, of course, I'm not making any judgments on what anybody does when they tailgate. Maybe you're a LaCroix kind of tailgater. I don't know. Um, but I know that that is sometimes associated with tailgating. So if you're coming to the race and you're thinking, oh, sweet, I'm going to get food and I'm going to, you know, get, get, uh, loaded or whatever. Like I, I can't guarantee that we're going to be able to help you with that, but we can guarantee a good time. Uh, so if you want to volunteer so that you can bring your pickup truck and, un, you know, park it right next to the course, because only volunteers can park that close. We can make that happen. Hit me up. Awesome. Lucas Adams would like to know, uh, are there places in Lancaster to stay for out of towners? 
Yeah. So there's, there's several Airbnbs in Lancaster, uh, and there's also a few hotels. Um, and if that's something that there is a demand for, uh, we can post information about that as well. Um, a lot of the people that have so far, most of the people have been signing up are within driving distance or communicated to me that they're driving up that morning. Um, but yeah, you, you can definitely stay in Lancaster at a variety of establishments. Um, you could also stay in Columbus or Athens, honestly, because it's 45 minutes and then you have a million options. Um, or if you want to make a weekend of it, get a cool Airbnb in your hockey hills, right? And then do all that stuff, come to the race on Saturday and then just go hike hockey hills on Sunday. It'd be amazing. Absolutely. And speaking of cool Airbnbs, Marissa, let us know in the chat that there is a quote unquote weird haunted mansion thing on Airbnb nearby. So maybe that'll nope. be a preem, you know? Fastest, fastest lap by somebody who slept in the hot, the haunted mansion the night before. <laughs> yeah, that is on air. Yeah, that is. If you want that, you better snatch it up quick because we've actually been looking at that one uh, for the whole weekend. So if you want to stay in the haunted mansion, you better go book that now. That sounds like a recipe for a DNS. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's specifically DNS, not a DNF. You just won't even show up. Missing. <laughs> yeah, he never made it out of the mansion. Uh, we got a bib for him, and they're just not here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and actually announce our very first contest winner. Uh, sorry, we have no big production for this. We wanted to get Nick in, a, you know, a nice tight dress and have him spin one of those things with a bunch of names in it. Uh, not in the budget this year, you know. All also, right. it was really hard to uh, get that to Golden, Colorado, on like a week's notice. But uh, Nick, if you would like to uh, make the announcement. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, officially used a, a randomizer simulation from our Instagram uh, competition, and uh, the winner of a free entry into the Alley Trail Marathon is Michael Newhall. Hey. Who I had the I had the pleasure of meeting uh, down at Shawnee for the first time. Uh, so, good luck to him. Congratulations, Michael. I can't say I know that name either. So that's exciting. I love that we have a new runner uh, or a new to me runner coming in. Um, Michael, congratulations. Uh, we will uh, coordinate a connection with uh, Ridge Runners and me and you. We'll get you that free entry. Uh, you will get free entry to the half or the full marathon, your choice. I'm going to go ahead and say you should sign up for the full um, because you're already going to be out there. What's another six laps, right? You can use poles. We'll have so much good food at that aid station. You just be going and going and going and going. So sign up for the full, do it. I know you can, if you entered this contest, you have the capabilities to do it. I'll see you out there. Yeah. He should definitely go for the marathon. He's a, he's a guy from Virginia who recently moved to Cincinnati. So he's okay. uh, familiar with the steeps for sure. If you've been on the Blue Ridge Mountains, man, you're, you'll be fine for Ohio. No problem. All right. And we've got, uh, we'll do just a couple more questions uh, before we announce the winner from our Instagram, uh, excuse me, not our Instagram, but the YouTube chat tonight. So yeah. if you've been listening, you haven't had anything to say, just, you know, let us know what you think. There's, you know, uh, who's got the best beard on the show right now, right? Just get your name out there. Uh, not me. We'll be entered into that. But, um, you know, with that said, Samuel, um, this race definitely sounds, you know, kind of 
it's a lot different, right. Than a lot of other trail races. What are you as a race director, most excited about personally for this coming race day? You know, to be honest, like, so before I was like a race director, um, and I still occasionally played this role, I was a personal trainer. Um, so I coached CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting for several years. And I'm a few people probably know that, but, um, you know, I love coaching people. I love like taking people from one thing to something bigger and better. And really like personal training and fitness is about like believing that you can do something. It's kind of the same with rock climbing, which is another interest of mine. Like people are a lot stronger and fitter than they realize. It's really just about like, um, believing that you can do something, uh, your body is going to give up your, your mind is going to give up long before your body does. And so what I'm most excited about is, and I'll just kind of say this on the podcast, like if you try to DNF this race, it's going to be difficult. I don't mean difficult in like an awkward way where we're going to like be shitty to you, but we're going to try very hard to discourage you from quitting. Um, I've heard of races that are actually the opposite of that, where they actually try to encourage people to quit. That's like some thing that they do. And I don't really understand that, but that's just their vibe. Um, we're going to actually make it very like difficult for you to want to quit because you can always do another lap. And with this race, like it's a 2.2 mile loop. You can walk it, you can run it, you can get your trekking poles, you can hike it. Like you can grab as much food from the aid station as you can carry and just eat snacks the entire time. I don't care. But what I don't want is somebody to come to the announcer booth and hand me their bib and say, I'm done. Um, obviously if they have like a broken leg or something, that's a different story. But like, I would rather that people get timed out and I like really sadly have to like give them a hug and be like, I'm sorry, you timed out, you did your best, but that's the rules then to give that like hand in their bib prematurely and be like, Oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. Like to be blunt, that's not an excuse. Like you got to try hard because you will be rewarded if you put in work and effort into this race. Like I promise, because I've created this race, not so that it's challenging in the sense that like the course is super technical or you're, you're going to, get lost or you have to rip a page out of a book or whatever shout out to the people who got that reference or you know or like it Should starts most two of in the, us, all right well i don't know who's listening you know you know it starts at midnight or it's negative five degrees outside or whatever it's just a trail race in 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 the fall in ohio and so i want people to show up and like give it everything they got and i'm most excited to talk to the people who try to quit because I'm going to make it very difficult for them to do that. That's great answer. Love that answer. Um, and so then to follow up, what should runners be most excited about for race day? Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm going to try to make the check-in process and everything super smooth. Uh, check-in's going to start at 6.45 AM. It's going to go to 7.45 AM. We'd love for you to get there on time. Uh, you know, you're going to check in, you're going to get your bib, you're going to get your race packet. Uh, you can go back to your car. You can hang out by the star. You can hang out by the fire, whatever you want. Uh, you know, you're going to get your bib on, um, for the people who signed up prior to like two days ago, you know, your bib has your, your name and stuff actually printed on it, which is really exciting. 
Um, you're going to get a free meal ticket. You're going to get a raffle ticket. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to have a little pre-race meeting at like 7:45. I'm going to do a few call outs for people. Uh, I'm going to definitely invite all of the women to the front of the starting line. You know, one thing we've done with this race is make it a trail sisters approved race. Um, I haven't even really talked about this, but we're going to have menstrual products at the aid station and the bathrooms, equal payouts, of course, for both scoring categories. And we're really going to try to get women at the, at the start line at the front of the race, um, so that they feel welcome there. Uh, and so that they're not like behind a bunch of dudes. But, um, it should be a race where like, you know, you can wear headphones if you want, but like, and I run with music too. Like I do that, but it should be a race where like, you're going to be near somebody almost constantly. So like, if you're struggling, like just reach out to the person next to you and be like, man, this race is hard. And they're going to be like, yeah, it is. And that's it. Like you just made a connection with somebody that you're doing this race together with them. And so like, this should be a race about community. Uh, I kind of coined this like motto for the race, which is run fast, be safe, have fun. I want people to run fast and I'll give you a hint that actually is connection to the preem. I want people to be safe because you can get hurt on this course. If you take some of the downhills a little too fast, a little too sketchy. And most of all, I want people to have fun. I want them to challenge themselves and I want them to have fun. So they should expect to have fun. Um, by the time they finish that race, they should go, damn, that was awesome. All right. Great, great answer there. really love that answer. Um, if you're a, you know, a race director involved in a race in some way, um, listening to this right now and your race isn't trail sisters approved. Like, what are you doing? Why is it not like, just look at, look at yourself in the mirror later. Maybe like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be too polemic. Nick already knows I'm, I'm in a polemic mood, but like your race should be trail sisters approved. That's like a bare minimum standard. If you ask me. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, there's just like five categories you have to hit three out of the five, which are like pretty basic. Like, I'll go ahead. I'll add to that cam. Like if you're not doing equal payouts for uh, men and women, if that's like the scoring categories you have, yeah. What are you doing? I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, but uh, the other ones are like a little more involved, but not really like you take a couple extra steps. Shout out actually to a company that was started in Columbus on flow started by Claire Coder. When she was 18 years old. One of the sponsors of the race and she has donated all of the, she and Aunt flow, the company, I've donated all of the pads and tampons that we're going to be using um, at the aid station and in the bathrooms to the race. So that was super exciting to like bring that connection in that she started this company in Columbus. And now I'm actually getting to like use those products at a race here in Ohio. Absolutely. And this will be, um, this will be our last question before we get to um, our giveaway from the live YouTube chat tonight. But uh, one thing I want to know, and you can maybe change this answer up a little bit to uh, what kind of person are you most excited about for this race? But, you know, Sam, you're well-connected. We know most of the people in this community, you know, who on the entrance list or what kind of person on the entrance list are you most excited to have run this race come race day? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I know a lot of the people have signed up for this, so I don't want to like make anybody feel bad by like singling out somebody and be like, oh, this person, you know, and then I'd not talk about somebody else. Um, we have an entrant, uh, who has lived in the States for several years and is about to fly back to Japan, uh, where they live. Um, and this is their last trail race in the U S before they fly back to Japan, which is where they're from. So I'm really excited about that. Like, it's just, that's just really super special, you know, that they were like, well, I'll do one more race in the U S and then I'm going home. And their home is like thousands of miles away and they're choosing to do my race. 
Um, I'm excited. I think we have more women than men signed up, uh, at least from the statistics I've looked at on Facebook, that's the case. So that's super exciting. Um, and we have some people who like, if it's not their first trail race, I think it's like their first or it's like their second or third. And yeah, I really want this people, this to be people's first trail race. Like, again, you got eight hours, like sign for the half, just do it. Like you can walk it. Like I, I promise you, you can do it and it's going to be hard, but like, that's what makes it worth it. So I'm just really excited for the people who show up, go through the struggle, go across the finish line. I can give them a finisher medal and then everybody's just like stoked. That's, that's really what I'm excited for. Absolutely. Great answer. And then, you know, we're going to, in the same time we've had John's magic computer science program working, you know, that saying where it's like, you, if it's the technology, you don't understand how it works. It's basically magic to you. So that's how I consider this. But um, from the chat tonight, our, our giveaway entrance is actually going to go to at Ames, um, who I personally know is uh, at Amy Cruzan. Um, oh, so Amy, yes. we, will, uh, we will get in touch with you. And then um, as Sam said, for same for Michael, you will get a free entrance into either the half or full marathon. Uh, it's exciting. That's exciting for Amy. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Amy, I know what you're thinking. What the hell did I get into? But you can do it. I promise. This is a race for everybody. And even if you think that it's outside of your capabilities, and this goes for everybody who's like signed up, maybe you've heard me describe the course and you're like, oh, there's like technical and downhill. And what if it's raining? I know a lot of people probably thought about that. Doesn't matter. You can do it. And this is a race that the atmosphere and the attitude of the people there will push you to something greater than yourself. And if you already have the capability to finish the race, then easy, no problem. But if you think you don't, you're going to get that at the race. Your goal is to get to the start line because that's the hardest part sometimes is actually standing at the start line with your bib on when it's 20, 30, 40 degrees, or it's raining or it's snowing. I mean, who knows what it's going to do in Ohio, right? But if you can get to the start line at 7.55 a.m. on November 20th with that bib on, on your body, then you're going to be able to finish the race. You have the capability to do that. You know, Sam, the more, the more you dive in and talk about this race, it, it's kind of reminding me of a race that I've, uh, I've not done, but I've volunteered at in the past. And, and it might be one that I'm sure that you've probably heard of, uh, but it, it reminds me of uh, Rufa, the run-up for Air Series. Even though yours isn't a timed event, it kind of reminds me like it might have the same vibe. And, and when I volunteered at the, the version in Colorado a few years back, it was uh, very much like that super supportive, like just a lot of people yeah. hanging out at the start finish area. So that sounds, uh, sounds super cool. Awesome. Plus, you know, it yeah. sounds like you've got a lot of awesome, you know, uh, sponsors and vendors and things like that, that are involved in the race, kind of like how they do too. Yeah. I've not done that race, but I, I have heard of it. I know, um, uh, my good friend, Lauren Kraft, who's part of birth barf has done one of those races and I've, I've, uh, donated to her for, for that series. So yeah, I, I really think that they have a very like supportive atmosphere and, and, and we really want to have that too. Absolutely. All right, then. Um, so we are a little bit over our usual hour, but it's been such a wonderful show. We've been so stoked to have Sam on to talk about this race. 
now we've done these giveaways, you know, it's been a little bit different, but we're going to get into our, uh, our quick questions now. And we actually, we rewrote these. We have a special race director edition. We'll be debuting uh, with Sam tonight. Um, so excited for this, but uh, I'll go ahead and grab the first one here. What's the thing you were most excited to stock your aid stations with for race day? Oh, it's a good question. Probably something spicy. So, or bitter actually. So, uh, the aid stations would be pretty unique. First of all, it's all plant-based food. Um, so as people are stoked about that, people are probably not stoked about that. That's, it is what it is. Uh, it's my race and that's how we're doing it. <laughs> um, but probably something spicy or something bitter. I think you need stuff in your mouth. That's going to make your body go, Whoa, you know, so something hot or something bitter. So maybe some kimchi, maybe some spicy jalapeno based something or other so that your body can kind of reset because if, if you got a lot going on in your mouth and your mouth's all spicy and your body's all tingly, then you're not so worried about like how your quads feel, you know, and your quads are going to be trashed. Are you, are you bringing smelling salts, Sam? No, 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 no. I, 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 <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to go full Olympic weightlifting. I, I, see dudes I, I, in, uh, I, do. I love that world. I mean, powerlifting, weightlifting, I love it. And I've actually, I've tried that stuff before, but no, we're not bringing that to the race. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been too afraid to try it. That stuff freaks me out. It's, it's, uh, it's not pleasant. Yeah. It, it didn't help me lift either. It just was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question here. Uh, is there anything on the course that the runner could, uh, mistakenly, uh, think is maybe a hallucination? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could probably think all kinds of stuff out there. There's all kinds of weird logs. There's like a kind of structure that kind of looks like an old house out there. Um, I mean, who knows what you're going to feel after six or seven or eight hours on the course. Uh, there is a log that's like hanging over a rock. It's like this massive tree that fell down. And if you run, if you're my height and you run straight, you will hit your head. So I'm going to mark that, but, uh, yeah, for everybody out there, like you got to duck at one point, if you don't duck, you're going to hit your head. It's going to hurt. So that can, that could cause some hallucinations for sure. Uh, yeah, it could, yeah. It could <laughs> cause a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What's the best view on the course? Is there anything? Um, notable? you know, probably like, right. Like, uh, about a half mile from the finish, you actually come into this really big clearing and there's a huge pond. Um, and there's like a lot of like lily pads and it's just this big open grassy field. I think that's really pretty. Um, there's not a lot of good lookouts like there are at like Clear Creek or, um, or Christmas rocks actually like, or Hocking Hills. It's just too wooded. Um, but I think the, the ponds at Alley Park, the lakes are really beautiful. And when you see that, like you come into it, it's really awesome. Nice. Um, and then what is the first thing that runners should do after they cross the finish line and enter that post-race area? What is the first thing they should do? Uh, well, definitely get your finisher medal. Um, make sure that you've completed the correct number of laps. So <laughs> if you think you've run six, make sure you actually have run six or you run 12 or whatever it is. Uh, we do not want anybody running an extra lap and we certainly don't want somebody running less laps than they're supposed to. Um, 
I don't know, get some food. So if you live here in Columbus, you've ever been to Vita's plant-based butcher. It's an amazing all vegan restaurant. We're going to have uh, food catered from them at the race, get some free food, maybe get a liquid death. We're working on that. If there's a demand, we'll get them there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just go stand around the fire and, and, and enjoy that post-race glow. I mean, you know, you, especially if you do the full marathon and you've just done 6,000 feet of gain, that's like climbing a mountain. That's like climbing to like Mount Mitchell, like from the bottom. So, um, just enjoy it, you know, just, just enjoy the fact that you did one of the hardest trail races in Ohio. Nice. Nice. All right. And then, uh, this one's a spinoff from our, one of our typical questions. Um, but with a little bit of that RD twist. So for this one, who is one person and it can be anybody in history that you would like to see as the RD of this race, run your race and finish. And it doesn't have to be a runner. It can just be anybody. Oh, this is easy. Uh, am I allowed to cuss on here or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Harvey motherfucking Lewis. <laughs> Harvey, where you at, dog? Let's go, November twentieth. We'll have to see if he's have to have to see if he's recovered. I know he's already doing his uh, run commutes, so he's uh, of course being classic Harvey there. Half or full, Harvey. We don't care. I just want you out there, man. Let's go, plant based (laughs) runner, plant based race. It just makes sense. (laughs) Oh man, and just you know, people need to that guy. He hasn't been on a podcast yet to talk about bigs come on like yeah yeah you know we're gonna have to make uh, that right here soon i am not yeah i'm not even gonna like talk about who he is because if you don't know you just don't know uh harvey lewis absolutely i want harvey lewis at this race i've been i've already emailed him like a million times about it so you know great great answer of him showing yeah. up yeah but uh, come on harvey. I, I hope he's there yeah <laughs> All right. And then the last one, uh, you know, always a critical one for RDs. Are there uh, sponsors or um, just any companies that support you and your race that you want to give a quick shout out to and plug? Yeah, I'll try to make it quick, man. So uh, me, Samuel Hartman, it's 10R Race Series, J-N-A-R. I got to give a big shout out to Fleet Feet Columbus. They are hooking us up with some free shoe gift certificates. That's a free pair of shoes from Fleet Feet to the winners of the full marathon. Uh, in addition to the premium prize, which again will be revealed the morning of the race. Naked Sports Innovation, the vest, the bands, amazing stuff. Northwestern Mutual, awesome financial consultants. Uh, my friend Matt Beagley, who works there, does awesome. John G, amazing running apparel. If you haven't run in John G stuff, you're missing out. They sell it to REI. Uh, you can get it online. Fluff Bakery in Athens. You all know Fluff, right? Amazing stuff. We're going to have like mm-hmm. brownies and cookies from them uh, at the race. So that's going to be awesome. Of course, Ridge Runners is a sponsor. Shout out to the nation. Burf Barf, best running friends, Lauren Craft and Lang. They've been on board from the beginning. I love them. So awesome. Uh, my good friend, Zach Denham, One by One Studios, One by One Audio. They do podcast production and it's amazing. And then we have a few other partners that are just coming on for products and stuff. Greenswell, of course, is doing timing. Uh, Virus is doing amazing uh, stuff for the volunteers as well as some prizes. Aunt Flow is doing uh, the menstrual product donation. I'm almost done, I promise. Tailwind is providing the uh, electrolyte solution. So we'll have official Tailwind branded, unflavored. So, or like whatever the least flavored one is, lemon, I think. 
like it's it's not mocha it's like a naked tailwind they have a naked one that's it yeah so tailwind naked 100 calories per 500 milliliters we're not doing some crazy flavors because i don't want you to have to deal with a raspberry or something the race uh emily kirst a graphic designer official graphic designer of the race uh and then of course um american trail running association has been super helpful and of course trail sisters and i think that's it awesome well we're super excited to uh hear how it goes and and follow up after that race um and hear from hear from ridge runner nation how it how it goes and how everybody does um want to thank you sam for coming on um love that we're able to uh share your race and and go into that um so thank you and uh we yeah. appreciate you thank you guys so much thank you kim thank you nick uh also thanks to jd3 and west of course um and uh guys hit me up instagram sam underscore metal or samuel at 10 series.com let me know what you want to see at the race let me know what your concerns are let me know why you're not signing up and i will try to convince you to sign up uh I really want everybody at this race. This is a race for everybody. This is a race that I created because I was running at the park one day and I thought, man, it'd be really cool to have a race here. That's it. It's that simple. And so we're doing it and I want you to run this race and then be inspired to go do whatever it is that you will dream of. Um, that could be to take on a 50 K next. That could be to start your own race. That could be to start your own business. That could be anything in the world, but we grow as people by challenging ourselves and that's what this race is about. So when I say 10 R, this is not a race. What I mean is it's an experience. It's more than just a race. All right. Awesome. And uh, just a reminder to those of you tuning in Ridge runner nation, uh, if you would like and subscribe, that would super help us out. Um, and then just a reminder tomorrow night, another live show uh, Ridge runners live number 73, I believe. Um, we have a super cool story from Canal Corridor coming. Um, so we're really happy uh, and excited to uh, talk with Melissa Strain and Carol Youngblood. So tune in tomorrow night and uh, we'll catch you next time. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Rizzo Nation. Nation.